how many years has it been since I've seen you in person? Doug, uh, I don't even know. Probably seven. <laughs> seven? I was no, going to guess five, but I was gonna if say someone five. told me seven, I would have been like, I guess. I mean, it feels weird, right? Because it's like that. this last year, you have to count this last year. And I know it's yeah. not two years. And I know there's like a good span of like at least four years. So like, yeah, it's not pandemic based. Yeah. And it's, and I don't know what happened in that. Like I still go to open mics and stuff and it feels like there was one day everyone just stopped and a whole new crew of people showed up. I know that it was gradual. Yeah. But I feel like I've watched like four waves of that where you're like, Oh yeah, this is when these people did it a lot. And just Mm -hmm. one day, a bunch of them just like, I don't know. Did somebody call you and like, hey, man, you graduated. No yeah. more. <laughs> <laughs> I don't you know what? Like, I, I feel like at, at one point, everybody was just like, let's just start going to either San Diego or like just going out like out of mm-hmm. this out of the city. And then we just kept doing that for a while. And then people just started like we would we'd spend enough time outside of the city that when we came back people would be like, oh, could you do this show in L.A.? Could you do that show mm-hmm. in L.A.? To the point where you were just like, oh, I just have a show a week or, you know, a couple of shows. And then we would just do the mics that we liked. I don't, I don't know. I would like frequent like improv space and stuff. I would be over yeah. there. Yeah. Because, I mean, I still like would see like Jack around and stuff because you know, I'd see him get his like development spots at the store to eventually yeah. getting passed at the store. Yeah. And so I'd see him around. And like, I don't know, like, it's just like one day, like a lot of paths just stopped crossing that way. Yeah. Yeah. Because I wanted to stay on. on. I wanted to do the mics that I liked, man. I don't know what yeah. else, what else <laughs> to say about because I, I, I think eventually everybody knows what type. I, I think I figured out what voice I wanted to go for. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't need to go and like do cohorts with like other other sides of town or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and I, I just like and oh. I agree. I'm like, you did it right. I didn't <laughs> do it right. I'm still no, there. No, God, no. <laughs> no, I think it's just the nobody's like nobody's been called up in a little while, which is yeah, which is weird, but it whatever. is weird. And it I felt the same way. You're like the only person I feel like got really called up this year was Funky. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and Funky you're like, really oh, did. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she went up to bat, bat. Like I was like, oh shit. And she, to be fair, um, I did my um, JFL showcase with her, mm-hmm. and she fucking she destroyed. She buried me. Like I went, I went right after her, and yeah. I was like, okay. As soon as she went up, I was like, all right, there's no chance of me getting this. Thing. <laughs> um, but let me. Do I've had do- auditions like that, like yeah. where you're just like, or showcase where you're like. Well, they're going to get it, and I'm just here now. Yep. I was like, well. Um, Yeah. And to be fair to Punky, I've seen her pretty much just consistently crush Crush, for, like, almost a decade. Yeah. And so when I saw that she was on SNL, I wasn't like, how did that happen? I was like, good that SNL finally Finally, Exactly. Yeah. Same shit. Same shit. Like, but that's, that is the other thing is that with, with Mike's is that people once like some one or two comics vouch for you like bigger yeah. ones like that's it you get your momentum because w- once i i i went after punky and i did i did well i'm not gonna i'm not gonna lie but mm-hmm. i know she did better than i did 
um every time that she was doing a show she would hit me up and be like hey would you want to come down or whatever and so yeah that's great it was that yeah it was that whole thing um, i didn't realize you guys had all the showcasing together so like that was just i was just using her because she is the big one in my mind this year they yeah. got called up a lot of us didn't and mm-hmm. like to be fair like i had like kind of a minor call up for a year where i was on the road a bunch for a year yeah and then when i came back and hit a couple of mics it felt like i knew nobody and mm-hmm. then i was like oh i gotta i gotta still do the mics because i still gotta know everybody you gotta know yeah you gotta know the people because yeah. I'm, I'm going right back to mics when this shit is over you know yeah. <laughs> like well, you it's know, weird. When I got vaccinated, I was like, I'm getting vaccinated to go to Mike's. Yeah, that <laughs> hurts. That hurts. Yeah. so. Like, I think it's just L.A. fucking. Oh, my God. What, like, I mean, you, you've been out that mm-hmm. I mean, and you've seen like all the other scenes. So, you know, that shit is way better at other places. Shit is yeah. way better. Like, yeah, for people you know, that are listening you, outside of Los Angeles. I would give Los Angeles scene a two, maybe three out of 10. Yeah. And then you go to a place like Seattle and the scene's like an eight or nine out of yeah. 10. And people are like trying and got jokes and bits. Right. In fucking Seattle, you know, like these, yeah. this is the place where you come to make the thing. And then in Seattle where, where it's raining, I don't know that that's like a hacky thing to say, but like, you know, it's, it's, it's not, there's no industry over there. And so yeah. there's no pressure. And so people get to just try and they want to love each other, you know, out here. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not <laughs> I think that's it, what it is. Is they have no a love race of the scene? Yeah. And we're just like, if someone tries, we're like, what are they doing? What are you trying? Why? Why are you trying so hard? Yeah. Don't you I know we're that's... judging you? Yeah, yeah. Like, although, you know what Seattle has, which is why I think they produce a lot of good comics. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of other scenes they can get to easily. To be able to do these like feature sets to get to become this hard hitting uh, like headliner, you know, like because they can hit Portland and they can hit. I forget which is it. Vancouver, I think, is right there. Vancouver is right there. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's a couple like there's like five clubs in their scene. And then if they really want to go branch out to like San Jose and Sacramento, there's a bunch of stuff out there. And so you're just like, oh, no, that's what they have right there, too. Yeah. Oh, to make that drive. Yeah. Yeah. As opposed to us, we're like four hours, which would be the same for them to hit all those spots. We can get yeah. to San Diego. San Diego. And that's it. And San yeah, Diego, exactly. you, can, you can get weird, like right wing laughs or whatever. The fuck. I don't know. <laughs> or I, Fresno, if you're feeling like dangerous. Yeah. If you're feeling risky, you know. <laughs> would you go to Fresno by yourself or would you need a group? I would need a group, man. That I think that and that's also a lot of the things with. LA is that we get a lot we get really complacent you know we're like very okay with just staying here because it's just like yo one set can really set you up for life or whatever and so it's just like where am I why am I the only reason why people would leave is to get better and until you recognize that that's what you're here to do is to improve um you'll stay you'll stay in the area and you'll just keep on hitting the same the same sure. shows once a year and but i'll say this that about one set. Yeah. what you said about like you just need that one set i've never seen anybody have that one set without like three thousand other sets underneath yeah. their belt yeah. no one magically just shows up and has that one set yeah they really they work for years to be able right. to get that one set yeah. that they can write on yeah i've seen I, I mean speaking on jack i've seen him do like 20 of those like 20 of those yeah. ones this is the one set that that could set me up 
And like, I think after seeing that, I was like, oh, that's a fucking myth. Let me go get better. You know, <laughs> like, let me. Yeah. Let me go. Somewhere. I mean, speaking of Punky, I saw her have a hundred where yeah. I was like, oh, that's it. Punky's famous now. And then yeah. like nothing. And you're like, no, she's still waiting tables. There yeah. she is. And so you're like, I guess I, I, I'm at the point right now where I feel like it kind of is a myth in the sense that you don't really have that one set. You have a hundred of those one sets. And one of those happens to see someone calling you years later, years later. Like, a, like, it, oh my fucking God. Yes. Years later. <laughs> yeah. it is, that is one of the truest statements I've ever heard in my life. Is that, yeah, the one set is a seed for way, way down in the future. Yeah. Like, I went to the Tonight Show with my buddy because he was on it. And so he was like, come, you know, like, and I went and met the booker. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I've met you 20 times. I had yeah. no idea that your job was the Tonight Show. And he goes, why would I tell people that? Yeah. And you're like, oh. Okay, I had no idea that the eyes of everyone are watching. Yeah. They just had no reason to call me. And you're like, that's appropriate. No, I think it's, it's, (laughs) there's a lot of politics that go into it as well. And Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the the weird There is, but it's also the strength of it. Or like, they don't look at comics the way that like we think when we watch a comic do a set and they crush. They watch a comic the way like athletes get looked at in the minor leagues. Right. Just because like I hit that home run and goes, well, can you do it consistently? Because I'm watching consistently. Yeah. To see if he's ready for that next level. Yeah. I really feel like it's all minor league baseball. Mm -hmm. That is very interesting. And then they also like look to see how how topical your stuff is, because it's just like, well, that's not going to work in um, a couple months or Mm -hmm. how dirty the comic is. And it's like, well, you're going to have to switch a lot of these jokes for you to, to play on our show. So, yeah, I mean. Yeah, there. I, I get that. Or it's just like, well, yeah, you can throw a ball, but what's your forty time? You know? Like yeah, exactly. That. Right. Yeah, there's yeah. other things all of a sudden, but it's mm-hmm. I don't know. It's cool. Stand up is fun. I fucking it's love the it. ultimate leveler. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, you you can get some type of minor success, and then you go and bomb at a mic, and it just it always hurts. It, <laughs> it <laughs> you never yeah. get used to that, bro. Like you're always. But- in pain but as the comic in the audience when you watch a comic that you know can crush really bomb their ass off you mm-hmm. feel good you're like yeah you know what i'm doing fine yeah i feel it, they're it, not it, right now but i'm doing fine yeah i'm doing all right it makes you <laughs> feel like oh this is this is still all very possible like you're not mm-hmm. there's there's yeah, the separating people isn't like isn't what talent talent like a lot of, a lot of people like to mm-hmm. reach and whatnot I, I think it is just work it's i think talent is where you start off at um mm-hmm. and like you know Chappelle started off way farther down the line eddie murphy started off way farther long, down the line than a lot of people did but the the work is what got them to where they are like work will hard work will be talent every day every, every, any day or whatever that saying is um and i yeah fully believe that because oh 100 percent yeah, I've seen talented people get passed up all the time. Oh, yeah, no, t- and people act, they get mad that talent doesn't really count that much. And you're like, yeah. it's it's one of like 20 ingredients they're looking for. And believe it or not, it's, yeah. uh, it's more common than you think. These other things, it's harder to find a hard worker who has talent. You right. got to have like all these other things that people can look at and go, I could see working with this guy on a daily basis in a in a writer's room or however it is. Yeah. As you as you got there. Yeah, no, uh, been, I mean, it's going back to the the years later thing, mm-hmm. <laughs> the whole the whole story with how I got 
staffed in the first place is I was um, I was working at a job and I wrote while there wrote my own pilot um, and I, I handed it to this is this was like fuck this was before doing a um, Comedy Central showcase mm-hmm. so before doing that um, they just didn't know that they hadn't done like a general or anything with me. I, I, I known these guys for a little bit and they're like, Oh, never, I didn't know you never come in. I was like, Nope, never, ever, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, had my little pilot or whatever, got to submit that around to them. They sent it around. Um, and then it got to my reps now. Um, and then they, my reps now sent it to one of their people and he was the showrunner Rick and Morty at the, at the time, because my pilot was kind of like, kind of in that like sci-fi comedy space. Was it a multiverse? Uh, it wasn't multiverse, but it was time travel because. All right, cool. Love that. Yeah. But they, um, but he was like, I mean, this is cool, but you know, we don't, we're not really hiring anybody at the junior level right now. And I was like, all right. Mm -hmm cool two years later he was like well i sold something so would he want to come that dude from back then mm-hmm. want to come right on the thing so it was like yeah <laughs> you know you it it is just waiting <laughs> you know doing your thing and then yeah not, not really hoping that something will come out of it but just doing it just to do it and then eventually something does come out of it years later and what's amazing is by the time he called you never thought he was like thinking about you in any capacity at all, at all. <laughs> like exactly. I was just when I when I got the email, I was like, um, I guess I I, I I didn't remember that he was, you know, I had to like go and like Google what the connection was. And yeah. then I, I, I put two and two together and I was like, oh, dope. This is this is going to be awesome. Uh, and then I went and I had the meeting. Um, he didn't mention uh, the connection at all because I, I doubt he like really, really remembered. But um, yeah, that's that's just how things kind of play out. Yeah. Kind of Every chance I've gotten, which I still feel like I haven't like hit the home run. I, you swing, but you get chances. You know, you know, the ball's going to come again. Was a random email that came in that I'm just like, how did you even get this email? But thank you for emailing. Yeah, I appreciate the email. I really <laughs> yeah. appreciate the email. Um, I didn't know that you were really checking for me like that, you know? Yeah, exactly. Which I'm always flattered that it's like, I'm on the radar. You know, like yeah. you just want to like buy something and like run around in a circle just to be like, I made it. I'm on the radar. I yeah. can't believe I got this far. Yeah. You always hear about the this mythical radar and you never yeah. think that it like it's a real thing. I think I, it always feels like a, a nice like shoe go away here here Mm -hmm. keep your hopes and dreams but get away from me type of like phrase but it's it's real man (laughs) yeah because part of it's just like how much of that is my delusion because there's no number you can look and then you're like oh no look this is this is a for real thing um but i am you did do the thing of you are on a show that i'm actually a big fan of oh which is crazy yeah i'm like blown away by the like because there's like there's the getting the writing gig and not to shit on my friends that have worked for ridiculousness but like i worry about like that's where that's where i'm gonna end up or something you know where you're just like on a show that i don't care for but it's a show that you know is gonna be on forever and you can go in every day and do the thing yeah yeah like i I saw hampton yout have that when i first moved to town and he hated the show but he was like really good at writing for it and so it was like his prison 
Yeah. But you're on a show that's super cool and looks super fun to write for. Yeah, thanks, man. No, it's it is really. I mean, I will be on that show for as long as they'll they'll have me. You know, because yeah. it is really fun to just go in and just pitch the dumbest things possible, like, um, fucking the 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 BDE, BDE episode. You're just going in, mm-hmm. and you're just like, well, what if the aliens thought that the big dick energy was a real thing? And then yeah, you just yeah. like somebody somebody <laughs> turns their head and they're just like, yes, and <laughs> let's like figure this out. Is it is really like any type of pop culture um you know and any type of pop culture anything where it's just like Mm. any type of meme or something like that and just seeing how seriously somebody would take it if they weren't from here or for sure yeah yeah yeah, taking that to the extreme yeah but like i originally at first you know it was just the commercial it was on and then fuzz bucket was there yeah and I had seen Fuzzbucket is based on this thing from like the 80s or 90s. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That I had watched. Yeah. It was like one of my favorite things to like randomly tell someone on Disney Plus to go watch because it's so bizarre. Yeah. And then um, I was like, oh, these guys have watched Fuzzbucket. I'm forgetting what the real name of it is. Uh, it's Fun Bucket. So that's Fun Bucket. I, mean, it's not even I know that, that it was super off. close. It's not even that far off. Yeah. No, exactly. It looks just like them and it's like almost the same name. Yeah. And then I was like, all right. You know what? Now I have to watch this at least once. Who else is gonna know this reference? Yeah, yeah. Um. So, how involved is the writing of the show? I'm gonna actually rephrase this. It feels like the writers of the show for the wall episodes and the wall storylines are totally different from the writers of the family. It's the same people die. <laughs> I know it has to be, but I have yeah. to ask because I'm just yeah. like, it's a totally different tone. Yeah. Yeah. And like um, the chances you take with the family, you guys don't necessarily take in the wall. No, I um so like they'll come in with like um they being um Josh, myself, Mike McMahon, and Justin Royland will come in with an overall like arc of what they want the the wall to be like idea of what the they want the wall to look like this season. Mm-hmm. Like in the second season, they're like, uh, all right, the Game of Thrones of it all. Um, uh, what was it? Gangs, not Gangs of New York, but uh, Escape from New York of it all is uh-huh. over. So what if like second season we did like, I don't know, True Detective. And they're like, and we're like, okay, so let's just pitch on True Detective like storylines. And it's just like, all right, so there's going to be a serial killer. There's going to be the detective uh-huh. that's looking, that's searching for them. And and then you just build it out from there. Like there will be there will be wall days, and then there will be solar days. So um, yeah, <laughs> so it's just, just really funny. But yeah. you kind of you have to. I couldn't imagine, you know, like working on a solar scene and then going to the wall immediately after. Like you really would have to divide it because yeah. you are working through your things. Yeah, you you. I mean, that's kind of the pleasure of um of having an A A and B story. And all that mm-hmm. stuff where it's just like oh well right now we can focus on the a story and that'll be a complete arc and a complete story and a, and and circular and all of that stuff and then you can go to the b story and do the exact same thing and then just mesh them you know just, yeah just go in and like throw throw the scenes at the wall or so throw the scenes at the outline and you'll come up with an episode and that sound that feels very like um two halves of a whole or like you know yeah 
very different. So this is completely my guess, and I want to know how far off I am. But it feels like you guys have your outline of the show mm-hmm. that you've divided into eight parts of the, the circular story. Mm-hmm. And then you guys will write it out for like A, B, and C. And then you guys will write it out like two more times to reference things throughout. Is that is that close to what I think TV writing is? Or is that just yeah. me as a viewer? Kind of. Kind of. So we do, we do the, um, the, we circle it out, which is the the hero's journey. Um, we do that. And then we do a a story document. No, no, we go Mm -hmm. straight to outline. My fault. I'm I'm thinking of something else. We go straight to outline. We, um, Mm -hmm. do the, 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 the hero's journey on both ends of this, of the story on the A story and the B story. And then we have like a little C runner that doesn't really need a circle. It's just like, there um just like three beats of of a really contained story um have those two things mesh them throw the scenes on an outline and then you whoever wrote the whoever's writing the episode writes writes the outline um they go off write that in uh final draft come back in the room we go through it and they're just like all right cool this this all checks out get notes from the network or whatever and then that person takes that outline goes out again writes the script um bring it brings it back we do a like a room punch up mm-hmm. where you just like throw jokes um at places that are like the writer was just like oh i don't know what to do here or i think this this joke can be beaten and all that stuff um mike and bicell do a pass as well um and then that goes to that goes to the network and stuff for for notes. Awesome. And then from there, it's on screen. Thank you for letting me pick your brain on that. Because, yeah, you know, I'm just like still like the television viewer, like as like a comic watching TV, you're like, I need to figure out this puzzle. Like, <laughs> yeah. <it's> just, <laughs> yeah. This is my personal responsibility. So I can do my madness within a thing. No, for sure. That is. Yeah, that's it's. For sure, a lot more like it's more streamlined than I thought it would be, but mm-hmm. it's it's way more com- complex if that if that makes sense. It's not like where I'm saying like oh it's more basic, but it's also confusing mm-hmm. or whatever. But it's just it's it you like you know what you have to do, but when you sit down with the outline and then taking that to script, I think that's the biggest jump that you have to make. Yeah, for um, sure where you're just sitting down um, looking at words and trying to create um, something out of, out of an outline, like create dialogue out of an outline. And that's, Mm. that's where the artistry quote unquote comes in. Yeah. No, and it shows. Um, I want to ask you some Star Trek questions if I can. Yeah. Cause you also worked on lower deck. Yeah. Um, When you enter a world like Star Trek, it's massive. You're entering yeah. a massive world with a lot of back history. <laughs> yeah. Did you have to be an obsessive fan first? Or is it like, do they give you a Star Trek course that you have to go through to be like, okay, so sit down. These are the yeah. storylines of the captains. If you want to make fun of this, like. Yeah. Okay. So when the, um, the first job I got was the Star Trek show. So I was, right. I started on the Star Trek show and then I moved over. I got um, brought on to, to Lower Decks. I mean, I brought on to Solar Opposites, my mistake. Yeah. Um, so when I first 
when I sat down to meet with Mike, he's on, he's the creator of both shows. Oh, um, I didn't realize that. Yeah. He, Congrats uh, he's, to Mike. He, yeah. He's, he's doing it. He's doing it. It's crazy. Super talented dude. Um, but when I sat down to talk to him, I remember the night before I was out with, with Jack and Keith and I was, um, and we were about to go drink, I think. And then they were both like, dog, you're thinking too much about it. If they ask you any type of question, like, are you really into Star Trek or anything like that? Just, just be honest. Like, don't, don't try to, cause I was going to go in and be like, yeah, my, my brother used to blah, blah, blah. And, and, and he used to, he, he used to watch it and we would watch all the time and all that stuff. But if I didn't have that talk, I think I would have bombed that interview 100% because I, I went in and he was just like, hey, how much do you know about Star Trek? And I was like, honestly, bro, absolutely nothing. I don't know shit about it. And he was like, great. That's exactly what we're looking for. <laughs> and <laughs> so you would have totally bombed it if you tried to lie I would have bombed it. it. He's like, don't. like, and, and that was like the ultimate, you know, be yourself lesson Mm -hmm. it's just like yeah don't don't come out here and say like oh well here's what you want to hear because it wasn't it's better to just be straight up because he didn't need any more he he bluntly told me he didn't need any more star trek people we have enough star trek people we have like three or four in the room that could like explain the intricacies of this big vast world that you're you're just describing and so we we only need at as of this point at this point people who would keep us on track for what makes sense for the average viewer so in that regard um i don't know anything about it but i did have to watch a bu- great, i know right? i mean i know now i know a lot about yeah, it. yeah i was going to say how often they send yeah. you home where they're like okay we're making fun of mirror mirror so yeah. yeah watch it tonight we're talking yeah. about it in detail tomorrow that's exactly that's exactly what most of our days are where we're yeah. just like okay we're talking about this episode and i think we're gonna go deep into um the the small details on this episode because i think the best way we described it is our show is the first three minutes or first three or five minutes of any star trek um tng episode like to be yeah. more specific where it's just like what is this crazy stuff that they're doing as a downbeat before the actual chaotic sci-fi happens yeah, um yeah. where it's just like oh data has to pick out a gift for o'brien it's like okay this is weird it's just like oh we could probably make a whole episode <laughs> of that and, you know honestly this little throwaway thing that you guys have we could we could really you know it's like one man one man's trash this episode into something lower dexy so like that in that regard, like after we're talking about that, after we mentioned that episode, we'd go back and watch it the, the previous night, make take notes and then come in the next day and um, and explain it. And then like like try to extrapolate as much as we can out of it, uh, as much as much as the the tone and the feeling out of it. And then uh, good right to the episode. Yeah. Yeah. Because when I saw that as a credit, I was like, that's. You got to know a lot. Like, (laughs) (laughs) and honestly, they know a lot. If you, if, if anybody were to ever like quiz, um, the, the, the big ones in our our room are, uh, Ben Rogers, Mike McMahon, of course. And, um, and we had, um, M Willis. If you were to ask any of those three, 
any Star Trek question, they'd probably be able to answer it like right off the top of their head because they're just so they're not obsessed with it, but mm-hmm. they just know the world. They watched it with everybody else. That's like way too astringent about it, where it is just like, oh, no, we're the r- real Trek fans and all that stuff. It's just like, yeah, but if you just talk to the average viewer that that watched it back in the day, they could probably, you know, hold a conversation with you, hold a conversation about the intricacies of ship repair with you as well you know like it's um yeah it's very it's it's very cool and 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 and, and weird for sure yeah uh, totally dude like that's but super proud of you that's super awesome that all these things all stem because i feel like i saw you as like a level one you know person and now you're like a level 10 person yeah all from fucking flappers bro. yeah but i also feel like i hadn't seen you since level six yeah 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 (laughs) yeah yeah just you just gotta go i mean i guess you gotta go and and fail a bunch and then eventually come out at level 10 like i think level six i i think that was i mean literally at 24 25 is when i was like all right i need to just get good at at something you know something Uh comedic and um yeah i was just like let me just put my head down on stand-up and and writing stuff so well dude you did it thanks uh something i do ask everybody yeah is uh when you guys eventually get action figures if you could sign one for me i'd love it i want a collection of action figures for things that my friends have created and made and things oh yeah oh yeah for sure uh we have we i think we have um Solar Opposites Funko Pops coming out soon. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I know, but that's like the participation trophy. One day wow. you guys are going to have actual Solar Opposite action figures of their own back that don't look like they go next to everything else. Okay, yeah. All I right. guarantee it's happening. I was yeah. like, I was waiting after season one. I was like, they're going to release like the wall or something, right? Like, Oh, gotta- yeah, for sure. For sure. If, if I don't even know if this is in development yet, but we'll probably have like a, a a, a pupa plush soon <laughs> like I, if that doesn't if that's yeah, no, not i thought the same thing i was like that's yeah. gonna be a toy in fact that's gonna there be can toy. even be the chase one where you're gonna change the color yeah yeah we're, right we're, or like like everybody's doing that sequence um thing where you can like wipe your hand and it's a different oh for sure movie. yeah if it does that and it's like a different color that could be something or like if you put it in warm water it's a different color <laughs> <laughs> who knows <laughs> there's that's marketing but yeah exactly which if you talk to marketing i have an idea i'll say yeah. right on this podcast i don't care yeah is yeah man just blocks of the wall so i can buy 10 of them to put them all together so i can oh. put it in my own room oh yeah that's actually a good ass idea yeah and then every box. scene is like a, one of like the key scenes of all of it you know yeah like, yeah 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 that would so there's him and the hamster over there and there's yeah. the son and the and the dad with diabetes over here you know yeah. like yeah that works so fucking well yeah you're so yeah. right so if that ever becomes a, a thing <laughs> just yeah. pitch it like it's your own idea keep yeah. the money i just want the toys you just want the toys <laughs> yeah it's not right. the right toys yeah yeah to reconnect with Garrett Bernard. I, you guys heard the interview. We haven't talked in like 
in years. Years, but we were able to just pick up where we left off. Loved seeing him, and he was always with Jack Naya. So when we're talking about Jack, that's the Jack we're talking about. Um, him and Jack would come around. It seemed like, usually as a duo, which is how I tell people to do open mics. When people ask for advice, I say, buddy up with someone who's also brand new and do them together. You know, it's a little less scary. And like you guys, you know, there's the bond of like, we're getting better. And then there's also like the, oh, he's going to like this when I present this new thing or like the little differences, the tweaks. It's worth it to have a buddy. I've had a couple of buddies through the time. Like, I should have Daniel Arcee back because I talked to her about like things women need to know. But we didn't talk about us coming up together. Like, I would say she's the one I buddied up with, her and Zara Mizrahi, which I think you can tell, you know, when Zara and I talk that there's, you know, there's a lot of buddying up that we've done over the years where it's just like, oh, no, no, no. We definitely, if we went to a mic together afterwards, it was commonly a diner, swingers, because she's vegan and had stuff. And we'd go and we'd talk to each other about our jokes. I, I want to say two or three times met up with Garrick and uh, Jack afterwards or a couple times beforehand at coffee. And it was always a riot. It was always very fun. And I'm going to be honest. I was often left in the dust. <laughs> like, I will never forget the day. It was, it, to me, this is what it felt like, but I know this is not how it is. The day that Jack became funnier than me. There was just like, one day I could no longer keep up with him. And it's not... And the reason I'm correcting already is it's like, because it's not that. It's the... It was like... There was like a moment where he just like came out of his shell, you know, like, and he was respectful and quiet. And then all of a sudden it was like, no, I'm the laugh right and I'm going to make it happen. And it was cool. Anyway, so great to see Garrick Bernard. And I was able to be a fan of his. That's the other shocking thing. We haven't talked in years. And you're like, hey, dude, I think I'm going to become a big fan of your work that you've done since I last saw you. How cool. Love it. Couldn't be happier with all of that. I'm also really happy to share my love of toys with those people that do things that make toys. You guys are going to notice me asking for a lot of toys on this series. And it's like, I don't know. I love it. I love the whole thing. Love this interview. After I was done, I felt like, you know, that high after a good set. Like, I felt that after this episode where I was like, mm, we did it. It's in the can. I'm happy with it. Thank you for putting up with me, Garrick. Uh, next week, we have... Um, it's funny because I'm trying to choose like right now between like I have three in the can. I'm like, which one's going to happen next? And I'm going to put uh, Dave Williamson out there because he needs to promote his thing. Dave Williamson, he's the next episode. If you don't know Dave Williamson, he is, I want to call him a grill master, but that's a real term that um, I don't know if he would want me to use about him. But he got very into smoking meats about two or three years ago and it became his Instagram feed. But on top of that, it also just sort of happened to spark at the same moment his rocket ship was taking off and he started to just start doing bigger and bigger gigs and it was like more and more consistent these bigger and bigger gigs because when I first met him he was like he was the road dog that moved to town you know like or and then it was like I remember him like he had a show called flights by the airport that was great that people loved to come do and then all of a sudden he's on the road with Bert and they have a tour of us and all the things and you're like what and he's like cooking tons of food that looks incredible. And all of a sudden, our conversations went from strictly about sports to also about eating. So I was like, yes, this is the combination of everything. And uh, he has a brand new rub out. We'll talk about it next week. You'll know about that then. But if you love seasoning meat, you can look for Dave Williamson's rub now. Why not? Because he just got him in and he needs to sell him. And that's why he was just like on Facebook, put out the, the feelers of like, hey guys, my rub's in. I need to do podcasts. And I was like, 
you're on my list of people I want to ask anyways. And we had a great conversation. So Dave Williamson is next. After this, i trying to remember if there's anything for me to promote as a personal thing. And uh, not yet. I'm now fully vaccinated. And I'm going to go back out there and start doing mics. I actually visited one today and just watched, just like I did when I first moved to town. I came and I just watched. I only just watched for like one or two when I first moved out here. So now I feel like it's time to go ahead and bite the bullet. What else? I can't give myself any more protection than this. Um, I do feel a little of hostility amongst the comics that know that I didn't go up during this pandemic. Because I feel like they feel like they've banded together. And they feel more punk rock than me. And that's fine. I don't need to be the most punk rock comic. I'm uh, the one that took care of myself. Health-wise. I know some of them would say that that idea is a hoax. But that's a totally different conversation that I'm unwilling to have with everybody. Tell you the honest to God truth. Because I have never seen those conversations start and end well. I see them start a lot and then both people just get mad and leave. So I'm like, well, why do that to your personal relationships? But I did go to the open mic. I felt some hostility for just watching. I watched with a mask on. I was the only one wearing a mask in the room. And I felt felt that. I don't know if I made that up, though. I may have made that up. If you saw me in the room and I had a mask on and you thought... Oh, that's not nothing to be hostile about. Aaron's wrong. Let me know because I uh, I feel feel weird about that. Guys, that that's it for this. I want to thank you um, at Aaron M Marsh on everything. If you want to follow me, may the fourth be with you. That's happening. I would love um, for you guys to just send me Star Wars pictures. I love the behind the scenes making of shots for all of the movies and Mandalorian, all of the stuff. Love all of it. So yes. I think we did it. I'm now officially rambling, so I'm going to get off the phone. (laughs) So thank you very much for listening, and thank you for putting up with me. Whether I'm right or whether I'm wrong, whether I find a place in this world or never belong, I've got to be me, I gotta be me, what else can I be?